BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. City and state beaches are reopening in Huntington Beach this morning after more than a thousand volunteers and workers continued with cleanup efforts over the weekend. This is all happening more than a week after a pipeline ruptured off the coast, causing thousands of gallons of crew to leak into the ocean. The investigation into the cause of the rupture continues, and there's now a new timeline on when initial damage on the pipeline may have occurred. Captain Jason Neubauer is the lead investigator for the Coast Guard. We're fairly certain that there was one at least initiating incident that occurred several months to a year ago of, a, of an anchor drag situation. We're confident now that it was a large vessel. Our Marine Safety Center at headquarters has done an analysis of the metric force tons of, that would be required to move that pipeline 105 feet, and it could, it could not be a fishing vessel type, uh, you know, smaller vessel like that. And Neubauer says one important step moving forward will be investigating marine growth around the damaged portion of the pipeline. So after that initial anchor strike that would have deflected the pipe and, and cracked away the concrete casing is our theory, then the opportunity for marine growth would have started. And we can see that marine growth on the exposed section of pipe at this time. Investigators are also looking into the possibility that a winter storm in January may have contributed to the positioning of ship's anchors in the area where the pipeline burst. Amplify Energy, which operates the pipeline, conducted a routine safety inspection last October and found no damage. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Governor Gavin Newsom's hand might be a little sore from all of the bills he signed into law over the weekend so he can meet a required Sunday night legislative deadline. Here are just some of California's new laws, which certainly cover an eclectic range of issues. Cities and towns will now have greater authority to lower speed limits as a way to reduce pedestrian fatalities. Large retail stores must have a gender-neutral area for selling children's toys and items, the non-consensual removal of a condom during intercourse, a practice called stealthing, will be criminalized, a ban will be implemented on the sale of gas-powered leaf blowers and lawnmowers as a way to reduce pollution, California health providers must reduce wait times for people seeking help for mental health and substance abuse problems, and police in the state are barred from interfering with the work of journalists who are out covering demonstrations, protests, and rallies. Most of California's new laws will take effect on January 1st. But wait, there's more. On Friday, Governor Newsom signed a bill requiring California high school students to take an ethnic studies class in order to graduate. The courses must be offered by the 2025 to 26 school year. Supporters are celebrating the victory after previous attempts to pass the laws were unsuccessful. KQED's Katie Orr has more. This was Democratic Assemblyman Jose Medina's third try at passing the Ethnic Studies course requirement. Previous versions were vetoed by Governors Gavin Newsom and Jerry Brown. Students graduating in the 2029-2030 school year will be the first class required to take the course, though some districts already offer it. In testimony this summer, Medina said this is something kids want to learn. Let us listen to the voices of the 20,000 high school students who signed the petition calling for ethnic studies because they want to see themselves reflected in the curriculum. 
Under the new law, districts do not have to teach the curriculum approved by the state. They can choose what lessons they want to teach within certain parameters. For the California Report, I'm Katie Orr in Sacramento. And some new state laws are important to specific communities. For instance, a new law will make it easier for California's Native American tribes to own and operate their own ambulances. CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. The bill will afford tribes the same ambulance certification exemptions given to city and county fire departments. Previously, tribes had to jump through hoops. Michael Smith is fire chief for the San Manuel Band of Mission Indians in the Inland Empire. We bought an ambulance and it sat while we navigated this bureaucracy one whole year collecting dust in the back parking lot. In the meantime, the tribe relied on a private ambulance company. It wasn't always easy during the pandemic. There were real life chest pains and heart attacks and difficulty breathings within a one-year period where we didn't meet the nine minutes of 59 seconds. That's the gold standard for an ambulance wait time under 10 minutes. Now, Smith says it will be easier for other tribes to get life-saving care to residents and visitors, especially in rural areas. That was Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon. Let's turn to housing now and some stories we're doing in partnership with KCRW in Santa Monica about a state program called HomeKey. HomeKey is the centerpiece of California's multi-billion dollar plans to fight homelessness. Started last year, it focuses on turning old or underused businesses, especially motels, into permanent supportive housing for the homeless. That's supposed to get more homeless people housed faster and at a lower cost than building projects from scratch. And in some California cities, there's another upside. They see home key as a way to turn neglected properties and sometimes blighted neighborhoods into something that improves the wider community. To find out more, we went to one street in Orange County. Beach Boulevard is an eight-lane-wide monster of a thoroughfare, packed full of decaying 1950s and 60s-era motels, with names like the Jay Palace, the Riviera, and the Americana. Now, a half-century ago, these businesses were sleek symbols of America's love affair with the open road, where families would pull in for a night or two while visiting nearby Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm. But what are the motels like today? Well, let's have Marletta tell us. They are about sex, drugs, and violence. That's, that sums that up in three words. Sex, drugs, and violence. There's a lot of uh, prostitution, there's a lot of drugs, and there's a lot of violence going on all at the same time. Behind the walls of Behind these? Behind the walls of these hotels up sure? and down Beach Boulevard. I met Marletta, who doesn't want her last name used because she's embarrassed about her living situation, in a parking lot along Beach Boulevard. She's homeless herself, and when she has the money, will often check into one of the motels. But she says the stays are never restful. Yes, there's been times where I thought I was really going to die. So it's and, scary out here. And the motels kind of create this kind of environment they're where... They're ten times worse. They, they times are the, the, um, they're the, the eye of it. You know what I mean? That's where it begins. But because of Home Key, there are changes coming to some of the aging motels along Beach Boulevard. Clearly, there's an epidemic of, the, of this in, in Orange County. But it also creates an opportunity for it. That's exactly right. 
That's Michael Massey, an executive with Jamboree, an Orange County nonprofit housing developer. And the opportunity is the sheer number of blighted motel properties in Orange County, a lot of them potential sites for new homeless housing using home key dollars. Massey says the motels are already a kind of housing for the homeless, like they are with Marletta, except with people living in sometimes squalid and dangerous conditions. We know that um, this is often housing of last resort. So when people can't pull everything together in order to, to enter the housing market, they'll use motels as a place to live to, uh, to seek shelter. Massey's company has received $26 million in home key funds to buy and renovate two motels along Beach Boulevard. And hoping to get a new round of home key funding, Jamboree is eyeing 10 more properties for redevelopment. Massey says cities increasingly see home key as a way to both help the homeless and improve blight. We're getting phone calls and cities are calling us and asking us, how did you do that? How did you make that happen? We have these motels as well. We see this as a win-win situation where you take a problem and turn it into a solution. Cities get that now. They're understanding that. And because we've been successful, because other developers have been successful, yes, we think this is uh, an opportunity to really move the needle at a time when, when it's desperately needed. Anaheim Mayor Harry Sidhu agrees. His city has a lot of aging motel properties, and it's just done its first motel to homeless housing conversion. So you, as mayor of Anaheim, you don't mind these properties being turned into long-term housing. You think that's a great opportunity? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, we have a lot of homeless people. You know, we have, they are in the shelters right now. We need to transition them into a permanent housing somehow. And this shows that I, I'm going to do as many as possible if the funding is available to get these people off the street into the, and clean the neighborhoods. As she tries to survive on the streets of Orange County, Marletta offers this advice to local and state officials managing Home Key. Move fast because the need is great and stick to ambitious plans. I mean, I know it's probably more complicated than that, but it's hard out here. You know, it's a lot of homeless people. And I think these streets, especially around here, because it's really nasty and dirty, would be a little more, you know, calmer, cleaner. And I won't be scared when I'm walking up and down Beach Boulevard. I got like two knives on me. You know what I mean? Like they need to clean it up. And the first thing they need to do is give people somewhere to live. And that is the California Report for today, Monday, October 11th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. The James Irvine Foundation. Committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snapchat Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. 
Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.